Welcome to TC Realty's Nonsense Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Chamberlain, along with my co-host, Kevin Kolbach, and our great producer, Kevin 2.0. Let's get it. And this segment's going to be brought to you by Amber Mahoney and Ruoff Mortgage. We both used Amber in the past. Absolutely. We know her capabilities and how she can help first-time homebuyers, refinancing, just about anything that you need program-wise. She's our go-to person. I send a lot of my clients to Amber. Uh, she's very easy to get a hold of. She's always responsive to my calls. And every client I have sent to her have given nothing but good reviews back. Right. So let's get through the legal stuff for Amber. Um, her NMLS number is 13526. You can reach her at 502-741-4612 or amber.mahoney, that's M-A-H-O-N-E-Y, at ruoff, R-U-O-F-F, dot com. Ruoff Mortgage is an equal housing lender and member of the Better Business Bureau. NMLS number 141868. This advertisement is not a commitment to lender. Qualifications are required. And you let her know that Tom and Kevin sent you. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of TC Realty's Nonsense Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Chamberlain, along with my co-host, Kevin Hoback. Kevin, it's been a couple weeks. Yes, it has. We've been uh, doing a little bit of traveling, you and I, on separate occasions. So Yeah, we had a little hiatus going on here. We, um, we've both been super busy. Um, with work and family and everything else going on. So we were able to actually just take a couple weeks off here and get some stuff done. Now we're back, regroup, ready to go. Yeah, it took me a minute to remember how to put the headset on, but I think we're ready to go. Okay, cool. So we're going to break into this one, this episode, talking about the new office that is getting ready to open. And when this office, uh, when this drops, the new office will be open. So, Kelsey's done a great job with me so far, and the new office is at uh, 135 North Bargetown Road in Mount Washington. So, what's near there that's your favorite place, Kevin? Well, I I believe it's the coffee and flower shop across the street. I don't think so. Try again. Oh, oh, you mean the the beer place. What's that called? Uh, I think it's uh, the, the Fox. The is Fox, that something it? like that. The Fox, no, the Galliot Fox, right there. Two doors down. Two doors down. So, yeah, it's really convenient. So you can stop by there and talk to Kelsey about real estate and go down and have a drink afterwards. She's done a good job in the office. It's got a table in there so yeah, she can do closings. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got her desk in there. Mm-hmm. And she told me that Keith Davis is very excited about the printer. Yeah. yeah. I think everybody <laughs> in the Mount Washington market that works for us is excited about the printer the there. Print, man, you can't underestimate having a good printer. I will come here. Mm-hmm. Just to copy stuff. And to print stuff. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I'll be at home and I'll be like, man, this is going to be like 35 pages. Mm-hmm. I'll tell Shay, I'm like, I'm just going to run the office. Right. I'm not going to use my printer. Right. I mean, my, you might as well use my ink and my paper. And right. So now I, can, well, but now I can go the other way. Right. And it don't cost me. It costs her now. Right. Use that printer. Nice. And then just be like, well, I'm here. I'm already parked at the Gallant Fox parking lot. Yeah. I might as well make uh, 250 color copies yeah, while I'm here. Right. And then just head on down and grab beer. And then just put a little thank you note. Thanks, Kelsey. Oh, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll leave. A dollar or something. A dollar? Yeah. That's a pretty good deal. Well, I mean, it's the least you can do. <laughs> That's the least you can do. But for using all the ink. So we do have a lot of things at TC Realty that are really going off right now. You know, we're also planning another soon-to-be office in Bargetown. So I'm kind of excited about that one also. This Thursday at 1130, um, we have the ribbon cutting. So hopefully we end up getting a good turnout for that. And I, I feel like we will. Um, but you know, Kelsey's office is looking for experienced or 
you know, new agents or agents that are in school or even people that are thinking about going to school. And my office is actually looking for just experienced agents. So do you want to talk a little bit about like the difference in it's under the brokerage, the agents still yeah, work so, for you, but they report to Kelsey kind of, yeah, so how, Kelsey, how does that work? So Kelsey is a man, what they consider a managing partner. So she has her own office, but I still hold all of the license for each individual sales agent. So ultimately, I'm still responsible for every agent that we have, no matter what office they're in. Um, but she does handle the day-to-day with those agents. Um, she helps them through their issues, um, whether it be inspections or working leads or whatever the case may be. She will be their first contact. So those agents would work with her first mm-hmm. and then you secondarily. Yes, if they needed that. to bring me in on something that they didn't understand or couldn't do or wanted to make sure it was legal to do, then yeah, they would involve me in that to make sure we're following all the real estate rules. Right. Okay. You know? That's easy enough. It is. It is, you know, and we're hoping to open more offices in the future. You know, we're, we've we've only had this brokerage a year and a half and we're already open office number 2, so I'm really happy with that. Yeah, how could you not be? I mean, I'm happy with the progress that everybody's making. Um, it's been a busy week. I locked down our um, Christmas party. That's going to be a pretty good time. Um, good food. I've I, never seen anybody so stressed over a location than you trying to figure out where to have your Christmas man, party. That's the what, what did you say you had it locked down at? We were we we, we considered doing like Jim Beam, Jim and it Beam. was like a hundred thousand dollars or something. <laughs> yeah, they come back and was like, well, because of the facility fees. Not counting the food, it's going to be $12,000. But they quoted you. They gave you a quote. They gave me a quote that was very reasonable, and I said, I'll do that. And then they left off the $12,000. They they left (laughs) off the the, um, facility fee, which was way larger than the quote they gave me. I think you got to lead with that. Like that should um, that, be the, no. That's actually a good sales tactic because if you've already think you've already locked it down, and oh by the way, it's an extra twelve grand. What are you going to do? You're going to be like me and say, "Well, y'all can keep it because I'm going somewhere else." Yeah, I'm going to say you can go kick a rock right. for that because you know uh, we end up locking it down at South Park Country Club. Become a member there, and guess what they charged me for the whole facility? There's no telling. Two hundred fifty dollars. That's fair. That's a lot better <laughs> than twelve thousand. I was pretty pleased with that. Right. So, so yeah. yeah, and that's including the servers, the bartenders, the whole nine yards. And they really just upgraded their whole, um, what they call the Sherman restaurant. Um, they got two pool tables in there. They have dart bar- boards. They have shuffleboard. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool place and TVs everywhere. So, hopefully there's some good games on that Saturday we can watch too. Yeah. I'm giving some big stuff away. Like, and it's going to be a door prize. Everybody that comes in is going to get a door prize ticket and um, – I'm gonna draw for them throughout the night. So, like that, UK season tickets and things like that. No, I mean, I want to do something with some value. Lunch with Cal. I want. I want to do something with value, oh. and there's no value in that. Gotcha. Um, I did get a Blackstone that delivered today that I ordered. Oh, nice. So we'll be giving away a 36 inch Blackstone. Um, we'll be giving away um, probably a Bose speaker or a Bose um, surround sound system, um, 65 inch TV. So we're going to give away some really cool stuff at our Christmas party. And I'm actually incorporating something in that I've never seen before anywhere else. I've told all the agents to invite their clients, a couple of their clients. And because I want to show appreciation for to them because without our clients, of course, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Now, you know what you just did, right? I may put pressure on you all because I, now the clients are going to start calling I have you more all. than one client that listens to this. Right, right, right. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Right. So now, so, I'm, now I'm in trouble. Right. 
Even though you already gave me your two. <laughs> See, now you even blew that. Well, I didn't even tell him who the two. That's fine. The two he picked is. Right. Call yeah. him and find out. Exactly. Uh, so, stay tuned. Stay tuned. So, Kevin, um, I have a new listing. It's um, 129 acres here in Bullock County, which is the largest land parcel available right now with a 2,900 square foot home. has two ponds on it. Um, what do you think that's going for? Well, I know what it's going for. Ah. So um, I think it was like 61000 oh, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Something like that? Yeah. So, folks, it's listed at $1.3 million. I know it sounds like a lot, but when you break it down by per acre, because it is such a large parcel, and with the house, it's priced really reasonable. Well, if you think about that, too, because I was talking to somebody about this. They saw it at work. And I said, you know, you can get a – if you had a house, a decent-sized house, you know, for 600000 they're on two acres. If that. Add, right. Add 127 acres to that. And your 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 outdoor stuff and yep. all that stuff on it. I said that's yeah. It's, it's just, just when it's you got two barns, two outbuildings. It, it's Let's the go. fact that it's in Bullet County mm-hmm. is what throws people off. And I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't more than that for that yeah. much land. Well, you know, there's a there's seventy. Well, actually, I'll take that back. There is a house on 44 West in the floodplain that I think is 54 acres, and the house is 2,200 square foot, and they're asking right at a million for it. Now, this, I think I asked you this before. This isn't something that somebody would buy to develop. This is basically livable land. Probably not. I mean, there is a lot of flat areas on top, but then you also have probably three quarters of a mile of um, Salt River frontage. And the other side of Salt River is Heritage Hills Golf Course. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is not really what a developer would be looking for. Right. but it, it's a great place if, you know, there's several other building lots other than what house is there. So, you know, if you wanted, you know, if a mom and dad wanted to buy it and kids wanted to build houses on the property and be kind of like a little homestead, there's plenty of room to do that, more than ample enough. You could probably build seven or eight houses on this property um, and then still leave a large portion of the woods. It'd be like, because I always tell my kids the, the whole backside of my family, they had years and years ago, they had 300 acres. Mm-hmm. And when every kid moved out, they would take a 10 acre plot right. on that same property because they mm-hmm. just farmed the land. Yeah. I was like, so, you know, you can do that with, Absolutely. with do that with your kids. Absolutely. My kids? No. You can have each of them build a house right no, there by I, you. I'm trying to get further away, <laughs> uh, not bring them in closer. Um, but no, seriously, it's um, it's a beautiful piece of property, man. It really is. I saw the pictures of it. I was, man, it was, it's something. It is. It is. It's got caves that the Boy Scouts back in the seventies and eighties would use. They would allow them to come bring the Boy Scouts in. And they would camp inside the caves, so like you could walk straight into them. And huge rooms in them. So it's See, pretty cool. I think about you know back in Hebron Estates where I grew up, we used to walk that creek all the time. Yep. We'd find random caves and just go lay in them. Absolutely. I don't think I would get two feet from one now. I know. <laughs> you know, when you're younger, it's just like you just don't care. You don't. I had a friend growing up, and you know him, Troy Simmons. Um, where we lived at, there was a little cave there, and like each day, we would try to go a little farther than we did the last day. Right. And we'd push it and push it. And there's times where we were belly crawling through. You yeah. know what I mean? And you could fall into a, a 200-foot no, cavern yeah, and not even and, know it. And I'm sure all those probably at some point or some way connect with Mammoth Cave. because sure. That whole system there. But you didn't think about that as a kid. 
Mm-mm. You just belly crawl in some dark area that you didn't know you were going feeling your way around. Yeah. So Mammoth Cave has a tour that I'm, I may be past my limit of doing it now. It's called Batman's Misery. Mm-hmm. At, at, and you a, squeeze through it, yeah. You, you, you know, when you walk to the caves, you see all them little crevices. Mm-hmm. That's where you start. Mm-hmm. And you wind up in the bottom of this cave. They call it the darkest point in, like, anywhere. Mm-hmm. And they blow the torch out. And I've, you think you've seen darkness until yes, you've been it, down there. Dark. It's the darkest. It, it's freaky. Have it, you been down there and done it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I did it. And it's, it is wild. And it is every bit of six hours. And you go through some places that you're like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. I mean, you almost feel like you're going to get wedged so if you're not if you're claustrophobic that's one tour to stay away from yes it is now they have roundabouts yeah yeah you know but the more you start there's no getting around that one you, you go, go through, through a little crack but mm-hmm. it's probably 25 feet long and mm-hmm. you can go through sideways mm-hmm. they have one that you crawl mm-hmm. it's like you were talking about and you feel it on the bottom and you feel it on the top right. as you're crawling through it yeah i don't know about all that and it's and that's how we did as kids though but now you're thinking man there ain't no well, way i did well, that so. you had a tour guide yeah. back then like you know timmy oh, thompson yeah. was my tour guide. couldn't you imagine timmy thompson being a tour guide <laughs> no. That's the way we used to do it. That sounds like a disaster. Yeah, it was, and it always ended up in disaster. Right. We always ended up at the Girl Scout camp. That's where Imagine we always that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at that. Yeah. So So what else you have going on in the real estate world right now? I've got a lot of deals um, under contract, wrapped up. Um, so I'm very grateful for that. And like I told you, every deal that I do is totally different. Absolutely. So, you know, there's some new loan programs that are out there that we've learned about. And I learned more about it today. Um, it's for much lower income families. But if if you're in the, I don't think they extend out to Bullitt County because you got to be in the Louisville metro yeah, area. Yeah, it's a Louisville metro loan program. But it's a very interesting loan, mm-hmm. you know, that I didn't know about. So, but I've got uh, two listings under contract and I got two buyers under contract. Yeah. Good. So those those deals alone are keeping me busy. Good, Shay. Keep ordering Amazon. She is what she does. Exactly what she does. So, but yeah. And, and you won't be able to hear what's going on. But I'm gonna ask 2.0. How's your? I seen you put some stuff in Dot Loop. Are you uh, are you getting closer to a closing date? Beginning of October. Oh, beginning of October. Smearing off for everybody. So yeah, he's had a. Uh, is this that same listing that you had? He's had a unique problem. Good night. So yeah, it's uh. Three weeks and, and both parties are okay with beginning of October, mm-hmm. so that helps. So, yeah, we are staying busy, folks. You know, you see all the bad news about in the market about how, oh, the world's so bad. You know, the housing market's crashing. I'm going to call BS on that. Yeah, you just got to know how to navigate the market. And, you know, when I put up that post about the new construction, mm-hmm. a lot of people did not know you can get a realtor representation at the table on a new construction. 100% A lot you of can. people don't know that. Sure. They think the house has to be, you know, 60 days out mm-hmm. or 30 days out. Mm-hmm. You cannot even have the shovel in the ground. Right. And get your realtor. It yeah. doesn't cost you anything. Yeah, it costs it costs a builder or the other agent, right. whoever's doing it. And 95% of your builders will work with an agent. Yes, they will. You know, because and it's just free help for you. And honestly, they'd rather work with an agent because they can because usually the agent and the client has a better understanding of each other, a better relationship. Yeah. And the builder sometimes feels more comfortable talking to the agent and saying, "Hey, we need to change this, we need to change that." And basically letting you be the bad news deliverer. Yeah. To do something. And if you feel like your builder is doing something that 
you're not sure about or you're on you, you're, you're not like, happy hey, with they come to you yeah and then you just your agent will reach out to the builder right it's, and so your agent's the middle middle person yep. for that and it doesn't cost you a penny yep and um you can still get what you want in new construction yeah and this builder that i'm using said you know your your client can have as much communication with me mm-hmm. Or none, mm-hmm. whatever they want to do, whatever right. they're more comfortable with. Yeah, and that's good. And I my mean, client's comfortable with me, so he's had me do yeah. most of the communicating. But I said, you know, I'm not going to pick out your cabinets for you. Right. But I'll go with you. Yeah. You know, Yeah. I'll do all that. Yeah, so. people don't forget it. If you're looking at new construction, and we have lots of builders, and the one Kevin's referring to is a really solid builder. Yep, yep. Um, not only is he a good builder, but he comes from a great family. Right. And um, they're just good people all the way around, so... We have plenty of contacts in the building world. If you're looking or thinking about new construction, you know, people are still worried about these 7% interest rates. Well, folks get used to them. They're going to be here for a minute. Mm-hmm. So don't let that be the decision maker for you to move, upgrade, or build because um, at some point they will come down and you can refinance. Yeah. You can walk in this office and say, I want a new house. Right. We'll find you a lot. We'll mm-hmm. find you a construction loan. Mm-hmm. We'll find you a builder. We'll find you all that. Everything. Yeah. So, you know, just keep stuff like that in mind. New constructions aren't tied to realtors a lot. No. And and that's what we're here for. And we're, I like, actually, I like working with new construction, man. I like to see the whole phase of the whole project. It's very cool. I, to go I, through. And, I, I keep riding by it like it's yeah, my house. Right. You know, and it's, so. it's fun to... to for, for these clients to say, hey, man, what do you think about this floor color? Or what do you think about mm-hmm. that? Or what's the new you're, – you're in houses all the time. What's the kind of the new trends that you're seeing, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of nice that they, they ask for your input that way. And then when you get to that final closing and they're doing their final walkthrough, just the look on their face, I'm like, wow. Right. And, you know, there was a negotiation period that I had because there was part of this – there was part of this house that the client wanted to outsource out to mm-hmm. a family member. Now, mm-hmm. of course, your builder has to be okay with that. Sure. They're still responsible for it. Mm-hmm. And I navigated that for them, and we mm-hmm. got that worked out. Uh, which, what, what kind so, of, what kind of um, work was it? So it's the flooring. The flooring. And, yeah. Yep, it's the mm-hmm. flooring. He, he he has a family member that's going to give him. And basically, they, we sat down and looked at both deals mm-hmm. and saved them some money. Yeah. And the builder was like, that's fine. I don't have to fool with it. I can right. move my flooring people to somewhere else. Right, right. So, and most builders are okay with that. Yeah, you can negotiate that. Sure. And then he he wants some speaker wires ran all through the house. Mm-hmm. So we negotiated that out too. Mm-hmm. So he could use his guy to do all that stuff. So yeah, it those makes are, sense. Those are things that we can help you with yep. that you may not think about. So keep that in mind. And, um, if, you know, if, you, if you're interested in that, just come see me. Don't see Kevin. No, I've got I'm, – I'm way more experienced than that. Plus, oh. I'm a lot easier to get along with. Oh, boy. We're, we're going to get into that too. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, we're going to take a little break here. When we come back, um, I think Kevin said he needed to get a bourbon. Um, he's had enough water for the day. Yep. So he's going to start really hydrating now. So got we'll my gallon in. This segment's brought to you by Ray Hill Home Inspections. So I've got to know Joe a little bit. Um, I know you know a little better than I do. No, Joe, for years. I got to thinking about, he said on one of our podcasts that he used to be a real estate agent. Yep, he did. And he has background in uh, home improvement, so building houses yep. and stuff. He's got a contractor's license. And that has got to be something. So talk about how important that is and how different that separates him from other home inspectors. Because I don't know any other home inspector, and we've used a lot of good ones, don't sure, get me wrong. Sure, sure. But I don't know any home inspectors that has can wear these hats. Right. Real estate agent, 
a licensed contractor, and a home inspector. It gives you a different eye it of does. what you're looking at. It does. So he has a little more empathy mm-hmm. for our clients. Right. Um, as, as a contractor, he knows what he's looking for as far as how he would have built it. Yep. And then as a home inspector, you know, he's doing his due diligence and checking it all. Now, I have got nothing but great feedback from clients because he will walk them through every step right. of what he does. So we're proud to have Joe as a sponsor on the TC Realty's Nonsense Podcast. Yeah, I definitely look forward to uh, to using him some more and you know, as I go down the road. So Joe, how can somebody get a hold of you if they're getting ready to buy a house or maybe they want to do one of those pre-selling inspection process. What's a good number to get a hold of you? Our office number is 502-208-9082. Okay. Uh, we could, you could text it or you can call it. Uh, we have a website. It's Ray Hill Home Inspections with an S dot mm-hmm. com. We have a section on there. You can just put, leave something and we get a hold of you that. Or you can call, if you can't get a hold of that way, you can call my personal cell phone number. It's 502-299-4106. And uh, just tell him that the uh, TC Realty family sent you. That's right, folks. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're going to get into our nonsense portion. And since we've not really um, done this in a couple of weeks, I'm sure Holbach's got tons of nonsense. I do. I got quite a bit. But I'm actually, can I start with something off topic? Yeah. I don't have this on here, but Kevin, this is really me just kind of talking to you. So you, you see those, you know, he's got those big arrow signs mm-hmm. that, that point like if you got a listing. So I got this house that I listed and it's at the bottom of a hill. So you cannot see it. So I called Tom one time and I said, Hey man, can I, uh, can I borrow one of them arrow signs, the TC realty arrow signs that you got? And he goes, it's not how it happened right off the bat. He goes, I guess, but man, them things cost me a lot of money. I said, well, it's at the top of the hill, and I just, and he goes, I, I just don't want anything to happen to it, you know. I said, you know what, it's 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 fine. So I went to Lowe's, and I got one of my own, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then about a week later, on the uh, the agent site, yeah. Tom said, hey, who who took one of my arrows? They're missing from the office. Tanya said, oh, I went and grabbed it. Was I not supposed to? <laughs> well, no, Tanya. <laughs> you can grab one of them. Anytime you need it, that's what it's there for. These are such lies. <laughs> so do you want to hear the truth or just let that lie lay? <laughs> go, I'd like to hear your version of the story because that's how I heard it. No, of course that's how you heard it. You said, can I borrow one of the big signs? I said, yes. I said, but make sure I get it back because they were very expensive. They're there for people to use. But you can also go purchase your own and have them made. Well, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I missed did. that do, meeting. Do you think I, that just appeared there? I, what, I know that I can go purchase it. Do you think the fairy sign I, mother just dropped that off Why one day? would I purchase one when there's one in the closet right behind me? Right. But you can. You have that right. So if it gets stolen or mowed I, over. I see no reason to do that, though. Okay. So you went and bought one, though? No. I went and bought one of them homemade dogs. Right. From Lowe's? I drew an arrow. On top, I mean, the house sold in two days, so yeah. it, it worked. It's perfect. But I just think how I was kind of shunned when I wanted to buy yeah. it. But they're there for anybody to use. But I just want them back because they're expensive. People tend to forget to get those out of the, out of the edges of the streets or 
the cities will come by and pull them up. Somebody will mow over them. I get it. Tanya sells more stuff than I do. She I does. Freely admit she that. She does. That. So she has more access to the arrows than everybody has access than to us peons do, Kevin. So. I just love how you know he just wants to try to find something to dig just to. Um, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. I, I, that's how I heard the reaction. Really, we were communicating through text, mm-hmm. but I was kind of, I can hear your tone through your text. So you heard me sigh like you did? Yeah, because no. you were like, because I said, hey, normally you, if I ask you for something, you'd be like, sure, man. Uh, and oh, I, absolutely. I was, I was like, but, yeah, absolutely. No, no it, it was just a yeah. Yeah. But. I need to get that back. Your yeah, but is very different than your sure, man. Help okay. yourself. Well, you, you know, know where they're from. However, you interpret it as your fault and your problem, not mine. It was just you were very short. I don't care. That's what it was. But you know, Tanya wants to borrow. Oh, Tanya's going to get it. Help yourself. Yeah. Take two, Tanya. I'm going to get her her whole set on her own. It's going to take Tanya. On hey, it. Tanya, take both arrows. Wait till the next meeting. <laughs> anyway, so are, are you done with your? Because I mean, you sort of lied, but that's okay. Oh, I didn't lie at all. I mean, you were very upset. I was not upset. So, all right. So, we were gone a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas for you, mm-hmm. Arizona for me. Mm-hmm. How was Dallas? Dallas was amazing, man. Um, Beth had to meet some work clients out there. So, me and Jacob and his girlfriend, Sierra, kind of just tagged along for went, – we went out there a few days early. Um, first time I've really spent some time in Dallas. And, man, it's such a cool city. It's such a clean city. Um it was hot. I mean, it was, I mean, it was hot when I was there. I think the without heat index, it was like 114, 115. So it was setting all time records every day we were there. Uh, we did spent a lot of time in the pool yep. at the hotel just because it was um, it was um, a little warm that day. But uh, ate some great food. Um, yeah, it was really fun, man. Relaxing. What'd you think of the JFK thing? It was cool. It yeah. was cool. It was pretty neat. Yep. So they have a they have a, a museum there. Uh, where JFK was shot, and you can go up to the floor as you kind of go up through the the museum. It has different things about that day, mm-hmm. but you can actually go up, and the next you're basically standing at the same window that he shot JFK through. Now the actual window's blocked off, so they have an X on the street. It's weird. I mean, where the just, actual two shot, of them, right? Yeah, and there are two X's mm-hmm. where he was shot both times. Yeah, and so that's kind of surreal to to see that X on that street right there where it happened. At. It blew me away because you can look down the street and see the path that he took when mm-hmm. he come down and then took mm-hmm. that turn. Mm-hmm. And then I know it was the '60s, but who in their right mind puts him in a convertible? And they said it was his decision. And I think a lot of the former presidents back in the day did that. I guess. But, man, when you look at that, it's like— But if like, you notice, not, I don't know if it was because of that reason, but you don't see presidents now doing, like, tours through the cities anyway. They go right to their destination, get in, get out. Well, yeah, and, and you've got not only seven cars, you don't even know which car he's in, really, right. when they come through. And that's right. for a reason. I get it. But it was very, very but, cool. Yeah, it's it's a very surreal moment to stand there looking at all that, the history, and how it basically kind of changed the United States. Uh, I mean, it, I stood, I think, in that window for a half hour. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just weird to, to be able to do that. So, um, well, Arizona for me was where I was. And I've never, I've been to Vegas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you go to Vegas, you don't really take in where you are. Right. I, the desert is one of the coolest places I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I've never really. I mean, I drove from Vegas to um, Hoover Dam. 
and you see a little bit of desert like that, but nothing like you saw. It was so my son stationed there, uh, right outside of Sierra Vista, Sierra Vista, how they say it. And I stayed in Tucson. It's mm-hmm. about an hour apart. That's where my uncle is at. So he came up, picked me up, and we drove, went past him, went and seen his military base, and then we went to this lake that's out in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. surrounded by a mountain, and on the other side of the mountain is Mexico. Cool. That's how close you are. Mm-hmm. And all the soldiers go there because you have no Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. you have no cell phone service, you have nothing. So another commanders can get in touch. No, with them. no, they couldn't find you if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And you can't. Find, this this lake is out. It ain't like I say lake. It's it's a third of the size of Nolan or Rough mm-hmm. or anything like that. But it's literally just in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And everybody just sits out there and floats. Right. But I mean, you see wildlife out there that I don't even know what it was. Right. You know, they've got just like road runners and just. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff running around. Yeah, it's around. a cool experience out there. It's very, very cool. But I got to tell you something that I didn't tell you for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I got to the, I flew into Denver, mm-hmm. and I'm at the Denver airport. It's pretty big, and I had to take this shuttle across one one area mm-hmm. to to the, you know how you go from one yeah. port to the next. And I get on this thing, and I'm the last one to get on. And I've got nothing to stand on, you know. And you've taken those little things when they take yeah. off. Oh, yeah, they'll jerk you. There was nothing to hold on to, nothing to grab on to. And in front of me was a lady in a wheelchair. Wow. Yeah. So I was, I did the whole brace myself, like mm-hmm. put one foot forward, one foot back. Well, it takes off. And my flip-flop folded up that I was standing on. First of all, you're wearing flip-flops? Yeah, I'm wearing flip-flops. Well, okay. I had sandals. I had sandals. The front of my sandal folded up. I was wearing these, my, my little... I'm comfortable. I just got off the plane. See? Oh, Lord, folks. You don't even want to see what those are. <laughs> they're sliders. Oh, there's something. It was right. comfortable. But the front of it folded up, and I face planted this lady's wheelchair. Like, in this this little subway thing was packed. So I'm laying there, and I feel about this big. Mm-hmm. And I get up, and she looks right at me and goes, Oh, that's the first time anybody's been in my lap in years. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 no kidding. So, and everybody's looking at me like, you okay? Did and you get a phone like, number? It, maybe. Yeah. I did. But it was, uh, it's quite an experience. I, I touched a cactus. How'd that feel? It hurt. Yep. Like you thought it would. And you probably did it again just to test you, it. You, did it really hurt like right. it, it was supposed to? And then I found out they have some down there that you got to go to the emergency room. Yeah, they're poisonous. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. and they're everywhere, mm-hmm. just like we have, I mean, just a regular plant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've never seen them like that. But it's a cool experience. It's a place I want to go back to. I would love to play golf there. Yeah, me too. Just I would to try love to that. go up like Scottsdale, Arizona. Yeah, play. and play. Mm-hmm. So You know, and, and this is just – Tucson's very small. It's where mm-hmm. Arizona is. Yeah. And we were, my Airbnb was right by the campus there. Mm. So you could just walk to, to wherever. Right. But it, it's it's amazing. I can't, I couldn't imagine what, like, I know Phoenix is a lot bigger. And, yeah, and I've Scottsdale. never really been out there and explored the West much. You know, I've been to Vegas a million times, but you don't really explore much when you're in Vegas. You're there for one reason. Oh yeah, and but I've never really done what you just did. I'd love to go out there and play golf at a couple different places. Just driving through it, it was a two-hour drive mm-hmm. where we went, and we took the Route sixty, not actual Route sixty-six, but it was imagine that, mm-hmm. and it was just if you broke down, or if you didn't have a full tank of gas, you're just done. For you're it. done, yeah, yeah, and 
I mean, there was a bunch of cars out there. So, I mean, somebody would have helped you, but it was literally in the middle of nowhere. That's cool. Oh, it's very cool. I really liked it. So, uh, definitely want to go back. Mm-hmm. So, you, we talked about it off air. You watched the Cash Flow Wrestling documentary. Yeah, the wrestlers on Netflix. For a little backstory, Cash Flow is one of the characters on this show on Netflix. It's based on OBW here in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Cash Flow's real name is Mike Walden, and I graduated with Mike. Um, I've got so many stories about parties at his house. It's it, it'll blow your mind. I like the old school wrestling stuff because that's what he did like right out of high school yeah right out of high school I where mean, they he, were busting bottles on each other's yes, faces and, um you know those big fluorescent uh, lights right. on them i mean bob wire wrapped in you know around a baseball bat uh, hitting right. you with it yeah that's kind of how he really got into it but he was always growing up mike was always just a big wrestling nut he loved wrestling and um who knew that one day it would be his actual career? I wish they would have advertised the Hillview thing more. Yeah, because it had a, such a horrible turnout. And, and it's his hometown. And honestly, I didn't know about it until it was after it's I didn't over. know about it. I mean, if I'd have known about it, because I think they were expecting a big turnout we, there, but I we didn't. We could have got a huge Oh, we could have took group. double the crowd yeah. if we would have. Just from high school. If. If they do that again, it would pack the place. Yeah, I think. I think it would too. You know, I, I, whoever promoted that event, um, I, I don't think they did. Didn't give it a fair shake because no. it really could have done a lot more. Yep. Yeah. So, it, it was cool seeing so the Hillview there, though. It was. It was cool to see in that whole. You know, everything in Louisville. You know, everything about Louisville. That was that was really cool because everywhere they showed, you knew where that was at. You had been there. Right. You've seen yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, they hung out at our place. Yeah. I mean, everybody's been to our place. And the Holiday Inn. And the Holiday Inn. So, so which, I haven't narrowed that down yet, but it's got to be the airport. I'm thinking because it had a bar in it. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah. But um, what about your buddy? Which buddy? You know, your buddy, Matt. How, Matt, how Matt, did, Matt Jones last Tom Chandler? Yeah. How'd he look in that? He, that's how you walk around the brokerage. It's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Us okay. agents are like the wrestlers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like you. Right. So walking around here, no, he was very put in a very bad light. Yeah, and I think that was the point because I don't every, think I don't think he anticipated it. Well, I mean, he had to know. I don't think the so. way it was being. I think he was worried about that. Yeah, and I think that people now think he is really that um, that donkey, but that any, they thought he was. But anybody that listens to. KSR for an extended period of time, you hear that all the time. Yeah, I mean about you know everybody that works with him, or it's it's his way or it's no way. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's what you know. I, I, I'm I wouldn't talk to people that way, right? But when you're coming in to change something that's failing, you can't keep doing it the same way. It has to change. No, I hundred percent agree with that, and I'm I'm not discounting that he's not a good businessman because I think he is. But the way he talks to those people. You can't talk to people like that. There's no. Especially in that mantra of type of business. I mean, you could, yes, we all know wrestling is fake. We all know that. But are these wrestlers athletes? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I don't know that Matt Jones could whoop one of the announcers, let alone one of the wrestlers. No, he's not fighting anybody. But. 
but you have to have. He the, fights his blankets he, at night. Here's the problem: you have a wrestler, Al Snow, that owned the business mm-hmm. and ran the business. And it, you it, have to have separation of of that, and yeah. that's why Nick Coffee was brought in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To I, help on the finance side because sure. he knows more about finances than even Matt does. Yeah. But you have to separate the two. No, I get all that, but my point is, if I if Matt was a smart man, I think he would realize that what he's doing is more hurting those relationships with those wrestlers than helping them. Yes, but the concept because they have zero respect for the guy. When you ran that, when you ran your restaurant, mm-hmm. you ran your restaurant the way you wanted to run it. I did, but I didn't. But I talked. I, I know you didn't talk to people that way. Mm-hmm. That, I agree with that. I, I tease you all the time. No, you 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 know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. But it's your way, or you don't work here. Okay, so it can be your way or you don't work here. And be respectful. But it's all about how you present it. I agree. So the the way you present it is you, you make them feel part of the team and get them on board. And then they think your way is also their way. I I would I concur with that. But he didn't take that approach. Well, he's, he's taken no approach that way. I mean, they and, hate him. Oh, God. Yeah, the wrestlers especially. Yeah, that's so what I'm Caslow saying. doesn't. He said no, in his no, interview. Mike, Mike he did said, say that he's got no problem with him. And he's, I, he's, but he's he's one a of, veteran. He's been there for years. He's level headed. He's a little more mature than the rest of them are. And Matt got him his shot yep. at um, not e, is it not ECW? That's it what I always call it. AEW. 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 Is that it? He got him yep. his shot, yep. and that's all he wanted. Yeah. So you know, I think. Cash flow is a different situation because he is older and he's kind of a vet there. But those younger guys didn't look on that show like they were super stable. No, but that's also <laughs> part of the problem. Like some of them people you're dealing no, with. No, I'm just saying the way he talked to them. Right, the crusher. Yeah. You're, they're lucky. He's lucky they didn't fold him up into a pretzel. The little blonde girl. Could is, whoop his ass. Is, it could whoop his ass, but <laughs> also is now trying out for the WWF. Yep. She never got that opportunity WWE. before. WWE. So – she never got that opportunity. No, I'm not saying that you're misconstruing. No, you're, you, you're trying to cover up for your dad. No, I'm not. Listen to I, me. I would not talk to people that way. Right. I would not don't treat cover, people. Don't cover for your daddy. I would he not treat people him, that way. He talked to him like bums. I agree. And he should have got his tail taken out. Probably, yeah. So I wouldn't talk to anybody that way. That's just my point. I wouldn't treat anybody that way. Now, there's a difference between the way he talked to him and his business sense. His business sense is good. I, that's just it. He, he But he's got to be able to relate to people. He, gets he his, can't do it. He gets his business sense you know, mixed in with his treatment of people, and it doesn't come out right. His business sense is right. He's right the way he's running it, but he's going about it the wrong way. 100%. And, you know, me and 2.0 had this. He, he brought up a good point through text was they kind of looked. The second half of the series, they kind of laid off on him when he went through that seizure pro, that seizure deal, and I agree with that. I think they kind of felt sorry for him. Um, I mean, he's already a wimp, and they know it, but now he's got a seizure on top of it, so they kind of just kept separating. From but that, that was the whole point. Let's as it's the character arc they call it. Mm-hmm. You know, you see his growth, Al Snow's growth, or whatever. I don't know that I saw. It. No, he, Jones's growth. He's not going to change. Yeah, I don't the way think he, he ran that organization is probably the way he runs all his businesses. And I, 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 don't, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball, but I'd say he's probably not involved with them very long. I was probably not. It's probably the point. I think maybe his t- the talent there says, and I don't know this, but I'm just guessing. You know, we don't wrestle, or he goes. The talent reports to Al Snow, and they don't have a choice but to be there because. There's no that they train that they don't even get paid really. They're they're 
the whole point of them coming there, there's only like... Well, did you see the episode where they were all complaining they wasn't getting paid? What, you know who's on the payroll? Who? Nick, Al, and Brian, the guy that well, we're getting ready to talk about, who you're going to meet. That's the only payroll, the actual payroll. The rest of them... The wrestlers do get paid for their performances. Some, but mm-hmm. not all the time. Yes, they even, do, they do even, now all the time. Right, now. Mm-hmm. But before, they would come there, and the deal was, you get to come here and train, mm-hmm. you you perform on the Thursday show, but they're not under contract with them. Right. They can go anywhere they want. Right. And that's, you know, you've seen that in the show where a girl went to California a few well, times. And, and Cashflow called in on um, ESPN Radio. He was a guest picker the other day for mm-hmm. the NFL thing that Matt does. Oh, did he? Yeah. And that's he, cool. Yeah. And he was in Wisconsin mm-hmm. wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they go up there. It's like that one guy they brought in. Yeah. That beat, he, his fee is 600 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They, I've seen that. Which surprised me that his fee was only 600 bucks. Right. And they and the guy that he beat, I real, what is his name? Shira. 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 I like that dude. Yeah, he's gonna be a star. He's got he's got everything it takes. I mean, that dude was very humble. Yeah, and Ryan Lemon fixed his cup holder, mm. so went and broken his car. But the my my point of it is, there he that's why he said at the beginning, you all have to stay here mm-hmm. just for the summer. You know. Yeah, and, I just don't see that. Um, this is a long-term project for Matt Jones. Probably not. Well, he can't. He can't. That's just too. It's too stressful. So it's too stressful. Okay. That. Okay. On to your next topic. But this was a good series. If you've not checked it out on Netflix, um, check it out. It's called Wrestlers. You'll you'll see a lot of um, places around town that you will recognize and know, and probably have been there. Um, there's a guest appearances by. You know, Nick Coffey, which is a North Bullet vet. Yep. Um, didn't realize till today my conversation Brian, he graduated from North Bullet. Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yep, sure did. Oh. Huh. So that was a... A lot of North Bullet stuff. Even if you don't like wrestling, the stories are pretty cool. They are. And, and you'll you'll see people on there that you know, especially mm-hmm. if you're, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in the vicinity of this area. Yeah. And you'll, you'll recognize, you know, Mike, especially when they show the older, the younger pictures. Yeah. You yeah. Know. It was really cool how they did uh, Ricky Sr., it was yep. his dad, and that was cool. You know, I, I grew up, you know, always at their house, so I've known Rick for yep. my whole life. Um, so it was really cool to see that. And so now it leads to Thursday. We're heading down there. Thursday. So, you know, I had a conversation with Brian on OVW today about some sponsorship opportunities that maybe TC Realty and OVW can, can link up and make that relationship. Um, so I'm taking a group of the guys. I'm taking um, 2.0. Um should we go into what I put the text out? You know, does anybody want to go to the OVW? I'll pay for it. Should we let everybody know what 2.0's response was? Yes. Does a fat baby fart? <laughs> yes, I'm in. So 2.0 is going for sure because we all know fat babies fart. Right. Um, whole box going, and we're going to bring Sammy along. We're hoping that Sammy can get in the ring and get pummeled. That'd be fantastic. That'd be somebody come off the top rope. Yeah. That'd be great. So maybe maybe cash flow will give him the slap, the mm-hmm. chop. So, you know, I think I might take the chop from him if, we, if he comes and does a podcast. If they do the golf scramble, when they do the golf scramble, he sets up on a hole. Yeah, I've seen that. And he'll he's, chop he's people. Chop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does but I'm, it around. But I'm guessing he's probably laying off that chop. I know you can't stand the guy, but we need to play in that golf scramble one time. Oh, absolutely not. It's awesome. 100% not Come on, why not? I am not giving any money to KSR or that that gentleman. <laughs> Your hatred for him is almost strong. entertains me. It's strong. But you're not alone. 
Oh, I know I'm not. There's you're, several out there. Yeah, you're not alone. So, no, I look forward to that. So, that's going to be fun. We're going to grab some dinner before it. Because, um, you know, when growing up, my dad always took me to Louisville Gardens. Oh, that was the best. When it was 7 p.m. Jerry Lawler. And Bill Dundee. Bill Dundee. Um, I'm trying to think the tag team. Um, the fabulous ones were there. Yeah, but it was uh, the, the British Bush, Bulldogs. The, the, no, the Bushwhackers were there. Yeah, so the, I'm talking about the British Bulldogs. Yeah. British Bulldog, he's part of the Hart family. Yeah, so you know, I grew up going down there bell time seventeen, oh. and they, you know, they showed it on Saturday mornings, and they would go at it. Bill Dundee was always my favorite. Yeah, so you know, I, I grew up me and Dad going to that down there at Little Gardens, and everybody. Did you ever go down did. there at two point oh? Yeah. That was the real deal back in the day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, did all that. So yeah, that brings back a lot of memories of me and Dad when I was younger. So we're looking forward to doing that Thursday, and uh, we're going to check that out and. Our next podcast, we'll kind of get back with you on. Oh yeah, we'll definitely. Just, Hopefully, by the next podcast we do, that we have the the partnership lined out and locked down. That's my goal. Yeah, you know what? We might be on the next Netflix documentary, well, Wrestlers Two. Could be. I Can mean, we be the official podcast? You think? Well, you know that could be that could be rearranged. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. all it's going to do is cost me money. Well, I mean, we, we could. You could start the pot. You can start the series out with us interviewing Mike about that experience, and that kicks off wrestlers too. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Yeah, like us sitting in this office and two point oh pounding a Schmirnoff. Right. Oh, see, we should pitch that. You ought to pitch a show about our office. Oh boy, it would be office part <laughs> they, two. They follow the agents around. Yeah. Oh my God. You you know put one you put one with Kelsey. Mm. If you make sure you make it rated R. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be interesting. So what else you got? Um, you went uh, a little UK UVL football stuff. We ain't, this is our first podcast since season started. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. So it's a two part question. Okay. Are you happy with the start? And then um, I want to hear about you went tailgating in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe you went with the Clarks and the Gentrys. That's like going with the Clintons and the Kennedys. How'd you do that? It's about who you Good know. Good night. So, That's, I mean, did so, y'all, did you not, could you not copter up? The helicopter was? No, it was in service. Oh, <laughs> so you had to drive? Yeah, we had to drive. Oh, man. I can't believe Greg put up that. So part one, um, am I happy? Yes. Um, do I think I could be happier? For sure. I mean, the indie game, the Indiana game scared me. The first half they come out, blitz 21 nothing, look like steamrollers. Um, second half, I think he just played way too conservative. Wendy Indiana made some changes. They did, uh, but he didn't. I know. Um, I really think that um, – now, the goal line stands at the end That was, was the worst call in college football. From an offensive coordinator That standpoint. was the worst yeah, call sure. in college yeah. football. Yeah, it was You're, bad. It's a long one. Yeah. And you try to run it, mm-hmm. and there's nobody over there to block. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I am happy with the 3-0 start. Um, I'm happy that Satterfield's up in Cincinnati losing. Um, but could I be happier for sure? I'm, I mean, I'm hoping these games here are getting some stuff tweaked out before we get into the meat of the schedule. And then, yes, we went to tailgate up or went up Friday night. So it was me and Beth and then Casey and his son, Jaden, and then Sherry and Greg, the, you know, the owners of Mount Washington. Yeah, no, I'm, I can't believe you pulled that off. Yeah. All of them together? They asked me. Good night. Um, so we went up there, and, and you're I, a big deal. My uh, my ticket guy, Sean Kennedy, shout out to him, was able to get us to hook up on some really good tickets. I saw the pictures; it was good seats. Yeah, um, forty yard line, um, seven rows from the field, and then hooked us up with some tailgate passes where we could get 
it was 50 bucks for all you can eat and all you can drink from nine till the game started at noon. They have an area blocked out. Was it like sponsored by somebody or is that no, just No, a- the University of Louisville put it on. Oh, gotcha. Uh, cool people there. Eric Woods was there. Um, got to talk to him. Um, um, who else was there? There was all kinds of people there. Um, Milt Wagner was there. Um, I, I, I wasn't there. I noticed. <laughs> no, it was just important people. Oh. Um, you know, so yeah, there was, it was a really good time, man. It was a good game. And then Saturday night, the game, we went to St. Elmo's, the iconic steakhouse in, in, in Indianapolis. Um, phenomenal meal. But yeah, we, it was a good time. We had a great time. So are you happy with what UK's doing? Well, it covered two of the three games, but it's one of them things to where <clears throat> they won and you're just still not, you're just like, something just doesn't look right. Is it because they're playing subpar people and they should have blew them out? Well, they did blow them out. They covered the spread in two of the three games. Okay. Which one didn't they cover? Uh, the first one. Ball State. Ball State. Mm-hmm. And so, then the, so was you pleased? I mean, they won by 30-plus. That's what you're supposed to do. But it just still just didn't – we had to get a punt return, a defensive touchdown. Was you was you happy with the 7-10 EKU score in third quarter? No, but, I mean, that games like that happen. It does. But it, a decade ago, UK is 1-2 right now, mm-hmm. playing like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, here's what I'm hoping. Everybody's complaining about we got the – we have the slowest – um, snaps in the country mm-hmm. right now. But I think that's just a ploy because you're not going to show that to – because our old offense, Liam Cohen, plays fast. So you're not going to show all that power you don't, to Bandy. You don't show it for fame. Well, we got Bandy in Florida coming up. Right, right. So, I mean, we when we start playing so – do, do you feel like Bandy at Bandy's a challenge? No, we're 13-point favorites. That doesn't no, mean anything. No, it won't be a challenge. They should win that game. If you can't beat Bandy at Bandy, then everything you're trying to accomplish goes through the toilet. So last year, Bandy came to Kroger Meyer Field. Yeah, and we went seven games last year. Did who won that game last year? Bandy won. Bandy last won last year. Last year. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you know, I pulled today. I was curious because all you ran your mouth about, and I really wanted to call it's it something always, else. It's always me running my mouth about something. Um. The schedule, the strength of schedule. Yeah, I saw the strength of schedule. Okay. So, you know, so I, I pulled every strength <coughs> get, every ranking from every team that Louisville plays and every team that UK plays. Okay, now that's very skewed if you're using Eastern, Ball State, and Toledo. I am talking about the current today's okay. rankings on CBS. Okay. CBS Sports, okay. what they're ranked today. Go ahead. So it's not skewed because it's today's rankings. Okay. It's not my fault that you play Ball State, EKU, and Akron. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, we did have to throw Murray State What back. I'm saying is if you're going to use an average, that's going to skew it big time. Well, but I, go ahead. I have the averages. So, okay. So, one, so the average for one team is 60.83. Now, coming into this season, you talked about how the Louisville schedule was just junk. It's the it worst of junk. the nation. So it's one, still junk. One schedule averages out to 60.83. The other one averages out to 60.16. Okay, I call BS on this. 
Okay. Because you got it. You cannot use team. I'm talking about actual so, teams. So do I throw Georgia out too? Because they're one. No. So you, oh, so you can you can keep one, no. but you can't you keep have 230 to use, EKU. You, no, you cannot keep EKU I, because we have to schedule <laughs> those listen, teams. Do you do you hear what do you're you, saying? You want me to finish? No, no, no. We do have you hear to schedule. We have to schedule those teams because we play in the SEC, which is a much tougher conference than the ACC. Is, is it this that year? A debate? Is it this year? Amen. Is it this year? You have Whoa. Miami. Is it? No, no, no. Who else? The Clemson's over, terrible. The overall conference right now, wins and losses, SEC's in the bottom. On on what scale? On every scale. How many? They are not doing well this year. How many every, ACC teams are in the top 25? Oh, you have Florida State, which I think is three or four. Okay. You got Miami. You got Duke. You got Notre Dame. Uh, do, do y'all get to claim Notre Dame? Why wouldn't we? Are they in the ACC? Yeah, they play ACC football. In football, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. North Carolina. Okay. Um, So they're better. What do you mean they're better? I mean, the ACC is better this year. And Miami. I already so said we, Miami. No, I counted just six. I got six. Okay, I'm not giving you Duke yet just because they beat North Carolina. Duke is ranked 17th. Well, they can be ranked 17th. See, that's what I'm saying. You want to put your own sliding scale Duke, on this. It's not a sliding scale. If you, if you, I need you to re-listen to this podcast when it goes live, and you will see how ridiculous you sound. The ACC is, mean, better, sound, is better than they appeared to be prior. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Whatever you think, you know, because honestly, your opinion means nothing to me. Well, you have your stats over there. I on do. Your, I do have the stats from the CBS Sports on your Bluegrass Land title paper. That's right. You know, we so, have laptops that you can just pull that I up. I don't need to. I'm old school. You don't have so, to write it all so down. So whose is sixty point eight three and whose is sixty point one six? I'm sure the reason that you're bringing this is because Louisville's is higher. It is not. But, but anyway, the UK has an average of sixty point one six, and Louisville sixty point eight three. So UK has a slightly touch harder schedule than Louisville does. But the whole point to this was, you talked about how bad Louisville's schedule was, and they're almost even in week going into week three. They're not almost even. Okay, I mean that's your that's your. I'm gonna I'm gonna Ball call State, CBS Sports here, and tell you why. are wrong because Hobox no, says you're why. wrong. Ball State is one of the worst teams in the country. They're not. No, they're 106. EKU's 230. Okay, Akron's 128. So they're okay. actually better than the three. Right. You play. So those three teams right there are going to bring down the fact that they play Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia. So Vandy is 92. Okay. Florida's 25. Florida's 25. Georgia's one. So if we're going to throw out EKU, you've got to throw out. Georgia? No, you don't. Excuse it. Here's what you do: you throw out your worst team, throw out our worst team, and then throw out your worst team, then redo it. And then you know, uh, Missouri is 26. They're playing well. They're doing good. You have to play them, and it's probably going to be a loss. So I'm thinking you are not going bowling this year. Pretty much everybody in the East, except for Kentucky and Vandy, is ranked in the top 25. And then you have uh, 23 Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Alabama's taking a nosedive. They're 13th. A nosedive for at them. If for you them, were ranked, it's a if you were ranked, I'd be I'd be deliriously happy. Exactly. So but would I. it's not Alabama football though. Well, but still, we still got to play them. South Carolina's forty-five, and Louisville's ranked thirty-three right now. Right. So, so, you know, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Louisville plays the worst schedule in college football because we we have one bunny, which is Murray State. We don't have the ball. Oh, Indiana is terrible. We don't have the. Ball states, the EKUs, the Akron's. It know. helps you that Duke is better than 
expected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That helps. Mm-hmm. But I mean, after that, it's you know, it's okay. <laughs> it's decent, but it's still yeah, not right. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm right, but you would never admit right, that. Here's so. what we're gonna do on the ne- not well, not the next no, I'm podcast. Done. The, I'm done. The one I'm after done. that, I'm gonna refix your averages for you. No, you're and not. I'm gonna put them in the. Yeah, we'll check them on and, week eight and to put them in the better better yeah. terms. Yeah, we'll go eight week eight and then we'll check on them then and see what, and give a little update and see where we're at. You know, so it's you know I understand it's your it's your scale. You're going to skew it, it however you want to. It is not because it, it is. the the bad teams we play are really bad. Why is that? Why do you play bad teams? Because we play in the SEC. You have to get ready for that schedule. I cannot wait for them to to change it up when next year you, when you don't to. get to play these. You have to do that. You're not going to get to play these bunnies no more. No, we're, I get it. We're really going to see what your case made but of. But it skews the average. And we're going to see their pudding. It's, They're just little chocolate puddings is all they are. This is what you need to do. You take away the two bottom teams, then redo your average. Mm. <laughs> you're still in trouble. No, you're not. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you take away your two, and I'll take away my two, and then we'll redo it. Okay. So what else you got on there? Um... When, now I don't even want to go to the next topic. I want to stay on this topic. No, this topic's over with. You you lied enough today that, to, man, I tell you what, you know, I'm glad we're friends on earth because of the afterlife. <laughs> I'm going to heaven and you're going to hell, so we're never going to see each other again. Would you trade your coach right now for Deion Sanders? Absolutely not. Because it's Jeff Brom? No. What if he, What if his name was, you know, no. Mike Johnson? No. Mike <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> No, um, I think he's entertaining, and I think it's what it is. It's all entertainment. Um, I think he has used that entertainment to really recruit some high-level players, and it's going to keep happening. It probably will. Yes. He's going to own the NIL in two years, and you'll probably see more teams following suit and being that. I don't know I'll, if they could do it like he can. No, nobody can do prime time like prime time. That's can. What I'm saying, even but his th- they're son, gonna, they're going to try to copy his his method and to try to get, you know, be loud, be boisterous, you know, wear the sunglasses, wear the hat, and don't tell me that, you know, when I talk to grown men, I take my hat and sunglasses off. He just completely showed you can turn a roster in one year. With transfer portal and NIL, absolutely. And he's going to have his pick of, you know, the the quarterback that gets beat out at Alabama. Well, he'll they'll want to go there. Well, he may get the quarterback that Alabama wants more than that, anybody well, else. That, that's true, but I'm saying I don't think I he's mean, I don't think he's going to bring in freshmen. I think every probably. year he's going to turn that roster over. He's look, going to go to Georgia and go, "Oh, you're the backup running back. Look, come here." But look who is on his sidelines, Dwayne Rock. You know, no, Master P. I, I know. I mean, he is low. It's Boulder. They won one game last year. Right. And they, you know what the over and under for their wins this year was? Like four? 2.3. Yeah. So he's already got the over on that. But, I mean, look at his sideline. It's just – it's the who's who of the entertainment and rap industry and actors and actresses. Why wouldn't these college kids want to go there? That's what I'm saying. But I would not trade – I think it's a big circus. <laughs> Do you but trade it's going to win. It, do you trade the circus for the win? If it doesn't now, I think if he stays there. He's and, not staying there. Where's he going to go? He'll be in an SEC school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's his next step is an SEC school. I mean, if you set your roots there and you get it going He's going to come to Vandy and turn Vandy around. That would be terrible. That yeah. For you all would be. <laughs> you know, Louisville could have had him. 
I'm honestly. I mean, if they, you would have offered him the job, he's here. Probably from Jackson State for sure. Uh, for sure. But you know the thing is, man, do you want that circus? I mean, it does give the media a lot to talk about. I mean, I mean, they. It's never, not just the circus. You're going to have every any player in America will want to come there to be part of that circus. Because Colorado signed him to his contract and didn't, didn't even have, have the, the money. money to do it. They didn't have the money to pay him. Right. Because that guy was like, yeah, you can bring your circus here. We got to do something. They knew, but, man, they, they seen it. He brought the, the, he brought the, the money. The economy there, the, everything is blown up. Yeah, I mean, good for good for Colorado, man. Um, but I, I think you're going to see some gaps when, if they get to play. Like, they have Oregon this week, and Oregon's like 10. I think Oregon puts it on them. I mean, your one boy's out. He's got lacerated liver. He's out three weeks. That's terrible. That's horrible. Um, what about the fight after the Florida Tennessee game? Right. <laughs> they both. They all got suspended one quarter. They all do that. I mean, they, I mean so they squared up with helmets and, and pads on. Right. <laughs> what are they going to do? Right. I've never understood that. Why Break would your you? Fist? Why would you punch somebody with uh, <laughs> a helmet on? Right. That's like the NASCAR fights. Oh yeah. 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 You get out and you just start swinging. That's the Jeff Gordon rule. Yeah. Keep yeah. your helmet on. But I, you know, I told, we were talking about Dion. I told my sons who were in their 20s, I said, there's two of the best players I've ever seen play football in my life. Now, I'm partial to Dan Marino, but he's not these guys. Was Barry Sanders and Dion Sanders. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Both of them are studs. Now, I'm not saying they're one and two. Mm-hmm. I'm not not saying that, but you, you can't have an argument without without having them in it. I would agree with that. You know? And and you can argue to play it all day. two sports professionally. Well, well remember the and Bo when, Jackson, right? Bo Jackson's the other one. But remember when he isn't he the only he played in the, 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 the was it a playoff or Super Bowl and then went to the World Series? Yeah, then went to the World Series. Yeah, they the they helicoptered him over yeah, with the Braves. Mm-hmm. So you know. I mean, I'll, the guys and and I seen in an interview this week. They said what was harder? He said hitting a baseball is way harder than playing football. Uh, that's like a guy that said the hardest thing in the world to do is hit a baseball. Yeah, for sure. So, no. I don't know. I think it's being a real estate agent. Oh, no kidding. Okay, guys, we've um, we've ran pretty long wind on this one. We had a lot to talk about since we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. I know. I still got more topics to go. Well, we're going to bring them to the next. Yeah, we'll bring, next we'll one, move these down. Yeah, we have um, less real estate on the next one, um, and we'll we'll go into more nonsense. So M- more breaking down of UK and U of us football schedule. <laughs> Oh, he's such a hater. No matter Louisville could win the championship, and he would still be like, "Well, they I don't sound like the coach you, on Waterboy. You sound just like, <laughs> and you look like him. Every time I look over, you're rubbing your nipples. So, <laughs> well, now, now see that you're not lying about. <laughs> right. Okay, guys. Till next time, we'll see you. See you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Just follow us on all the social media platforms. Just search TC Realty, and be prepared every Monday. We'll drop in new episodes. In the famous words of Dre. Just chill till the next episode.